good afternoon, good night, you know, whatever time of the day it is. Um, today I'll talk about something that's, it was something that I was thinking about yesterday that was like really kind of pressing on my mind. And because I feel like, I don't remember if I was watching something or it may have been a video or a TikTok or something. Sometimes things throughout the day just kind of spark something in me and they'll like, um, remind me of something or make me think about something. So, um, and I believe that that is actually a blessing from God that he would allow random things in your life that you would, you wouldn't expect to actually, he can use that thing to show you something and to talk to you and speak to you. So today I, I just want to talk about the grace of God. I feel like because for me at least I know especially is like I I feel like over the past maybe year or two I've gotten more and more like closer to God like I've developed a more close relationship and I feel like that has been a huge help in my life but I've also recognized that like the closer that I've gotten the more um like the more it I guess the more aware I become about um, when I do something that's wrong, when I do something that is not pleasing to God. So I know people, it's called, um, I always forget the word, conviction. And people will get convicted more as you get closer to God because I feel like the more you know and um, the more you understand, the more you know it's like, okay, this isn't right. Also, it's like the closer you get, the more it's your desire is to please him. And so when you do something that he doesn't like, it affects you more. So that's one thing. But then realizing that even if you do mess up, that there is still grace enough for you. And that's what I want to talk about, because I feel like I know for me, if I mess up, I take it so hard on myself. Like I... um I'll really put myself down a little bit and not feel like I'm so, you know, undeserving of any type of grace or mercy or anything like that, which is honestly, it's true. But recognizing that even though I feel like I'm not deserving, it doesn't matter if I'm deserving or not, because I'm not, I'll never be. But even still, God still loves you. God still has mercy and grace for you. So I'll just walk through a few scriptures just to talk about this just a little bit. So start off in Ephesians 2 and 4 through 5. And this one here is really a, uh, it's one of my favorite scriptures because it kind of, it keeps me going. When I recognize that I'm not perfect and even when I mess up that God still has me. And all of these are kind of the same way. So all these are on my list of just, if I need to remember and remind myself, I still have grace. God still loves me. These are, these are what I go to. Ephesians 2, 4 through 5, it says, But God, who is rich in mercy, that there is, you know, great in and of itself. Because what it means, like, if you think about what it means to be rich, it means, like, you have an abundance. Like, really, if you're rich, it doesn't really run out. And God, who has endless resources, his mercy never runs out. So it says, but God, who was rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, 
even when we were dead in trespasses, which means even when we were still sinning and we didn't know God. And now, even when we still sin, because we still fall short of that throne. And so, even as we still sin, he says, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. It ends, it says, by grace you have been saved. By grace you have been saved. So that is just one thing that where he's talking about. He's like, he's rich in mercy. So you don't ever have to think, oh, God's mercy has ran out. There's no, he doesn't have enough to cover this. Or this is too, too big. I've done something so bad. This is too, too much. I'm too far gone. It doesn't, doesn't work like that. He's rich in mercy. And this next one completely debunks that whole argument of he's, he doesn't have enough or I've done too much. He says in Lamentations 3 and 22, he says his mercies are new every morning, which means even if you were to sin yesterday and you repent and you, you know, you pray and you ask God and he forgives you and you say, thank you, Lord. And then you go into the next day, you know, for a fact, not a day goes by without you sinning. And because of that, he says his mercies are new each and every morning. Then in 2 Corinthians 12 and 9, this is a, a big one. And this is also one of my favorites. I think all these are really, really one of my favorites. Like this whole topic of grace blesses me every time. So 2 Corinthians 12 and verse 9, he says, this is Paul talking, he said, and he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Like, that there is a, is a, a crazy statement, one, because it basically means that whatever, whatever you do, whatever you've done, you know, he has enough grace for that. Whether you could, you know, you could kill somebody, you could do all these different crazy things. And yes, according to our law and our man's law, like you would be in trouble and you're going to be in jail if you kill somebody, obviously. But if you, you know, we do small things like we lied daily, then we, we maybe you, you know, I don't know, maybe you do something wrong. I don't know. Like you're angry with your parents. You say something you shouldn't do. I say something you shouldn't say. You go somewhere you should, you know, you shouldn't have gone like just different things. And even if you were to do this over and over and over and over and over again, if you're still alive, that means that. His grace is sufficient for you. There's no, like, there's no end to his grace until after you're done with this life and then you will be judged accordingly. But while you're still here, his grace is sufficient for you. So you don't have to worry about that. Like, yes, you should be striving to be the best you could be and be as, you know, pleasing to God as possible. But if you mess up, he understands. And the other thing is like, we know as humans and as people, like we're weak in some areas and there's things that you're not the best at. There's things that you're good at, obviously, but there's things that you need help in. And there's things that, you know, like me personally, I know that when I go to meet new people and I go and I speak to other people about anything really. And especially like cause if I'm doing business and I have to go network with different people, like I get, you know, I get a little nervous. I get anxious, things like that. But in that moment, I'm reminded of this, and he says, my strength is made perfect in your weakness. And after this, Paul says, therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. So whenever you feel weak, 
whenever you know I'm weak in this area, I can't, I'm not the best at this, I'm not actually gifted in this thing. God literally says, my strength is made perfect in your weakness. So when you're weak, that's when he's strong. So you should actually boast where you're weak at, because then that means that the power of Christ will come up in you and he, that power will actually take over and you'll do more than what you could possibly think to do in your strength. So that there is easily one of my favorite scriptures that really pushes me through life. Like, honestly, like, I don't think I can make it without knowing that even though I'm weak, he's still strong. Um, and then another, another, this is the next step, Titus 2 and 11. And this is really talking about like, just because, you know, well, there's grace doesn't mean that you can do whatever you want. You're like, oh, God will forgive me, which is true. But it's like, you shouldn't just live, you know, you know, recklessly just because you can. Like, even though, yes, there's grace, this Titus 2 and 11, and then I think all the way down through the rest of the chapter, he just talks about, yes, you've been saved by grace, but you should be use that um, for your good and to actually be pleasing to God. Like that grace should make you want to do more for God. So we'll read it here. So Titus 2 and 11. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in the pleasant in the present age, which means that you should be you should allow grace to actually teach you that you should actually be denying these things because if if you didn't need to do that then there would be no need for grace right like if you could do all ungodliness you could you know give in to all your worldly lusts if you could live however you wanted then there would be no need for grace so you should allow that grace to actually teach you what is right and what is wrong and you should live that way so that's what he's really talking about here. And that actually shows you, like, you know, don't just, you, you can't just do whatever you want. Like, doing whatever you want is will lead you straight to hell. And that's not where you want to be at. So, and I'll finish with this one in Romans. Romans is incredible. Paul went crazy with that one. Romans is probably one of the best books of the Bible, if you ever want to read it, that there is... It's one of the best. It, I, in, my, in my opinion, it's one of Paul's best. Um, so Romans 5 and 8. And then we'll end there. He says, But God demonstrates his own love toward us, and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So basically, like, even though we're messing up and we know that, like, we know that we're messing up and we're still sinning and all these different things. Even even still, Christ still died for you, which means you have grace. And it's difficult, I know, because, you know, like I was saying before, once you get close to God, all you want to do is please him. And then when you, when you mess up and you fall short from doing that, then it really takes a toll on you. It takes a toll on your progress and on really in you. Like it holds you back personally. Like it if you could mess up and learn from your mistakes and continue to grow, then that's what you need to do. But I know for many of us, it's difficult to do that. And I remember 
uh, someone told me it was they were like, yes, he forgives you and, you know, he loves you and he has grace and mercy for you. But like I was saying before, like you shouldn't, you know, sin just because you know that you can be forgiven and God has grace for you. Like he was like, um, I can't remember who, who it was, but he was saying, uh, make a new mistake. Like if you mess up one time and you ask God forgiveness, repenting means, you know, you ask for forgiveness and it really means to turn away from it, which means you're not going to do it again. Like you give that thing up. So if you go back and you do it again, like, you know, like that's, that's on you. It's like, it's like you're, you're not even trying at that point. Like just, if you sin, you mess up. Okay. He has grace for you. Now accept the strength for that weakness and move past it. Make it, make a new mistake. Like it's okay to make new mistakes and to do things wrong when you don't know what's right to do. But if you keep doing the same thing over and over and over and over again, then that's on you. So that's all I wanted to talk about today, which is a little bit about grace and a little bit about the mercies of God.